Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Soul Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you awesome, amazing people who tune in every single week. The outliers, the creators, the entrepreneurs, the hustlers and CEOs and innovators. I always see people pushing boundaries and doing their own thing. Um, maybe you wanted to go out on your own and do something completely different than what society said was the cool thing to do, quote unquote. Uh, and you were probably misunderstood. I guarantee you are not misunderstood here. I get you. We get you. My guests get you. And, uh, you know, every week we go over a variety of topics um, that are really more journey driven. And, uh, you know, it's about humanizing the entrepreneurial and the creative experience. Right. Uh, for those of you that are newer, I really appreciate you guys being here. I'm Matt Goddessman. It's nice to meet you. You can find me at Matt Goddessman on Instagram. Please reach out. I always say to everybody, I answer each and every single DM, reply, response, text. You guys name it. I'm on it. Uh, and I'm honored too to make it into a really uh, amazing community. And if you're also newer to the show, you will never hear me stop saying that we just we don't glamorize or glorify in success because it's a very arbitrary word that has to be defined by you. And um, you know, it, success is different for everybody. And I, when I started the show, it was really meant out of a I thought a necessity to remove kind of the filter that the online world shows and, and normalize your own discovery. So without further ado, we have a brand new uh, solo episode today. And uh, I've been reaching out, you know, on, on IG stories and asking all of you, what do you guys want to hear? And uh, there's a lot of really great topics, but um, there were um, several of you, I think about four or five of you that asked regarding the post that I recently did on Instagram, another one. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that because there's 10 of them. Uh, it was a scroll of 10 slides and it was about normalizing a few things that I felt, uh, needed to be addressed. And so we're going to address them. <laughs> Each of them, I'm going to address them. And I wanted to just bring a little bit more context to the scenario. Uh, versus just kind of like just putting up the post and just having some words that I wrote about it, right? So um, we're going to go through each one. I'm going to relate, you know, kind of my experience with this and then maybe talk about a few things that might, um, you know, help you in the process in some way, right? And of course, we can also discuss this afterwards. Feel free to reach out through Instagram uh, or any of the other channels that you guys have access to, okay? So slide one. Can we normalize not starting the conversation with what do you do and replace it with how happy are you? Okay, so you ever been in a scenario where pretty much always where uh, when you sit down, uh, whether it's a dinner or you're at a networking event, well, networking, I guess, would make sense. But like you're just you're in a public setting and the natural thing most people say is what do you do? What do you do? And it has become a societal norm to ask people, what do you do? And it's also become a human norm to decide what to do with that information based on your answer. Like meaning like what level do we now, do we give respect? What level do we um, address you? What level am I going to relate to you? Any number of things, right? And I find the problem in that. <laughs> if I was being very honest, I find a, I find a problem with that because um, 
what we do does not define who we are, nor does it define how happy we are. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that we shouldn't celebrate the things that we do in this life that we're very proud of. But I'm hoping that you're happy and peaceful in the pursuit of those things versus just doing them for validation. And that's a huge difference because if you're doing it for just validation, it'll never be enough. So if you're doing things that'll never be enough and someone says, what do you do? No matter what you are, it's not enough. And the conversation starting off that way, I feel like isn't necessarily um, indicative of um, being more connected in the moment and also leading to a deeper convo. I like the idea of, and it doesn't mean you have to say, hey, how happy are you? I mean, I know we're getting like deep with somebody right right off the get-go, but I, I do think you can ask other questions like, you know, um, how happy, like how, how do you feel about, you know, life, like, how are you, how's, how's your world and everything that's going on in it been? Like, just something other than, let me understand exactly who you are, and then I'll be able to address you from there, um, you know, via a title or a, um, uh, you know, a, a phase of your life or a thing that you have, right? Um, and, uh, you know, and so I said on, on that post, I said, it's okay to talk about your peace over what you have. I think that that pretty much sums it up right there, right? Um, I think that if we focus on the things that bring us peace, we actually have more expansive conversations and we have more expensive conversations that leads to more creativity, more wealth, more health, more friendship, more depth, more love. So I'd rather have those conversations. Number two, slide number two. Can we normalize asking more questions to each other? Like, so what is it that you know? <laughs> Instead of stating opinions as facts, um, I don't do politics on my podcast, but I think it is safe to uh, say that we are all experiencing um, a very uh, tough time right now in general, globally, nationally, and um, there's a lot of divide. And the issue is that um, when you have division, you have distraction. And when there's distraction, there's other people somewhere potentially taking advantage of that. And so um, I think if there's anything to be learned, it's that I believe that you have to kind of get out of your own way. You have to find ways to become more open-minded. Now, I get it. You got all kinds of different people playing all kinds of different sides and everybody wants to kind of prove their point. If you were to remove the being right, and work towards the righteous, you would start to find that everybody kind of wants the same things. They want to be seen, felt, and heard. They want their freedoms. They want their ability to, to, you know, have a good life. They want opportunity. They want happiness. They want to thrive. They want peace. They want equality. They, everybody wants, for the most part, at, at the core, at, at the core, maybe not maybe always the way they behave, clearly, clearly, but for the most part, everybody wants a greater world for themselves and, and the people and their loved ones around them, right? And so um, what has happened with this crazy massive divide is that I don't really see anybody asking each other questions like, hey, what do you know? Well, what do you know? What did you find out? What are you looking at? Let me share what I'm finding and what I'm looking at. What do you think about all of this information on all of these different angles? Let's actually talk through it a little bit. And 
that's a problem. Like that's a very, very, very serious issue because instead of listening, you have a lot of people basically stating opinions as facts. And uh, you then also have a lot of, um, when opinions are stated as facts, they're usually driven by projections, which are driven by triggers, which are driven by emotional traumas. Now, most people aren't going to sit back and go, I think I'm having an emotional trauma. They don't even realize it. That's the whole point. Anytime that somebody is really, um, you know, telling other people what to do or, or upset at how people are behaving or, or any number of things that are outside of them, they are unsettled internally in some way layered down from, I don't know, from a past life, from birth, from when they were a child, things that you just don't know that you pick up along the way. And so I highly urge you guys to, if you're ever on the opposite of somebody, in front of somebody that's on the opposite angle of you, just genuinely you know, ask them, what is it you know? I'd like to understand, like, and mean it by the way, like, but you know, actually like, what is it you know? And before you dismiss the information as crazy or wild or this or that, really like, look at it, really look at the information, be like, huh? Because there's actually a lot of things happening out. I'm just gonna say it like this. There's actually a lot of things happening more right in front of the world. But if you're not ready to see something, you're not going to see it. So if you're not ready to see something and other people are seeing it, automatically there's going to be very diametrically opposing ideas about something. That's why I say be genuinely curious. That's it. Just be genuinely curious to have the conversation and to ask a lot of questions, critical thinking. And just for food for thought on this last of this topic is that and I've seen a couple of like, I wouldn't call them memes, but really interesting posts that said that it's interesting that I don't like using the word sides. And I, so because I, I just, I've lived my entire life as inclusivity, but clearly you see different angles, different perspectives going on right now. And I saw a really great post that was talking about like, interesting that the people who are not saying what to do are not who are very much saying like, Hey, here's what I, I want you to have. Here's what, like, whatever makes sense for you, do whatever is right for you, all this stuff. And then you got, you got sometimes other people saying like, I can't believe you're not doing this. I can't believe, you know, you did this. I can't believe you did that. Those are two very different, um, moves, uh, motives of, op motive, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like uh, modes of operation. Right. So, um, before you completely dismiss, understand, wait, why is it like they're so they're they're okay with me, even if I'm, you know, having a different opinion? And what do they know? Like maybe they know something. Let me let me like look into it. You know, and they're so already open with me. Like everybody just has to basically, I think, give each other the the um the necessary respect to ask each other questions, be genuinely curious constantly, and be willing to have conversations. It's going to actually um, lead to a lot more than you realize. Okay. Number three, can we please normalize this? By the way, goes with number two, healing our own shit and understanding our own identity before making our triggered self 
a new movement. Do I really need to explain this one? Um, but I will uh, because I think there's a lot going on in there. What I believe is happening is for the first time and with technology and, you know, um, the world watching, everybody in some capacity wants to be seen, felt, and heard. And depending on when you found your voice and what level of healing you're at is what will come out in the process. And so um, everybody in some way, shape, or form has dealt with, um, you know, feeling suppressed, feeling oppressed, feeling left out, um, feeling like uh, chosen, they didn't get chosen over somebody else um, or like, and repeatedly, or um, they didn't get the opportunities that they, that, you know, they thought that they wanted and it, it went to somebody else and, um, you know, or looked down upon. I mean, my, the, the whole basis of this entire podcast, I said, is like the outliers. I, I hate to tell you guys this, but like, you know, on the outside, it would be easy to judge me in a, in a, in a, in a, very positive way, but I'm going to tell you this, like I didn't get any job I ever applied for ever, ever. Um, and I didn't know why until I realized, Oh, like some of these places just weren't for me. Um, I had to learn a lot about myself, about the things I did and didn't get. I had to do a lot of my own work to understand my identity, which I'm still understanding my identity as I continue to grow. I'm still understanding like where I need to improve. I still, you know, I had to, like really do a lot of um, understanding of who I am as opposed to saying, you know, it's not been fair and I will be seen and heard and you will all like, you know, go through with it with me. It's not fair. It's not fair to you. My path is my path. Your path is your path. But we are all here as souls. The problem is everybody's acting like humans. And we are all souls here having a human experience and we're all here to like ascend and, and um, remove and strip down all the things that have been kind of hiding our real selves at our soul level and, you know, do the things that we're here to do. Um, and so instead, I think what's happening is that everybody is uh, not every, I shouldn't really generalize that, but a lot of people are just kind of finally coming into a place of like, I want to be seen, felt and heard. And I do believe everybody should be seen, felt, and heard. But I also believe that there's a responsibility with that as I want to be seen, felt, and heard. And I want you to know that whether you respect me or not, um, or whether you agree with me or not, I'm here. I'm doing the work. I'm going to continue to do the work. That's the whole point of growth. That's the whole point. And so we don't want to project our own um, things out onto everybody else that they have to experience them with us. They're for ourselves. So that's why I say, can we normalize healing our own shit and understanding our own identity before making triggered self a new movement? Um, you know, and when we have a better understanding of ourselves and we're more healed self, we have a better understanding of everybody else, their journey. We have empathy. We have inclusivity. Um, we have unity. We have collective like help. Oh, I get you. I know what it takes to do this. Can I, can I help you? Can I show you? Yeah. 
I'm actually doing some work too. Like I can share with you like what I'm learning. Cool. You get it? Like you start to play, you start to behave from a place of respect um, because you're, you're dealing with your own stuff and you don't need the validation from the external world. That's part of the problem is that people are like, I want to be seen, felt, and heard, but I also need the validation from others for that. Like, no, part of being seen, felt, and heard is understanding yourself. And then, and then if people don't necessarily feel that, um, you know, that's okay too. That's the part of growth. Like, oh, okay. Like I, I respect you. That's how you practice and integrate the very essence of the morals and values that we're trying to embody because not everybody is the same. Well, at the same time, we're all here as souls, you know, individual souls having our own journey. All right. So that's, that's what I have to say about that one. Um, and I, as I said on the, on my wall, I said too many people creating a movement because they hadn't been seen, felt or heard that wouldn't be a problem if they had already healed. And if they already healed, they'd see everyone is dealing with the same shit to a certain degree. I should probably just read my notes off of my, <laughs> off of my post. All right. So number four, can we normalize respect even when we have opposing ideologies, especially when we have opposing ideologies, respecting people is how we get out of this period. Respect also allows, um, like I was mentioning, you know, above all the other things to, to happen, you know? So, um, respect is powerful and I get it. I totally get it. When you feel disrespected or you feel like other people aren't behaving the way you might be, it hurts. It sucks. That's how you practice because if, everybody was the same and everybody was just naturally being a certain way, you wouldn't have context and contrast to grow. And it sucks because you're like, well, I just want everybody to respect me. Like, yeah, we all do. But if we respect ourselves, it'll never matter if somebody else does or doesn't. But if we respect ourselves, isn't it a natural thing to start respecting others because you know exactly what you had to do for yourself and you know the kind of amount of time and time amount of work, amount of healing, the amount of money that you had to invest, the amount of energy, everything that went into healing you or, or just making yourself better, you tend to have more respect for other people because you're like, I, you know, uh, you know, and, and I get it, you know, it gets annoying if they're not doing the work, but you at least can be empathetic. You're like, Ooh, I know where you're at mind wise, you know? So respect is a very, very powerful thing. And it's actually what is missing. I think in general, um, from a lot of conversations that need to be had. Number five, can we normalize earning a living that doesn't need titles or 30 letters after the name to receive validation and respect? I already really basically talked about this. Um, but the idea is that, especially these days, there's a lot of new ways of earning wealth without the old paradigm of like sacrificing your dreams to have, you know, or having to be liked by everybody else. Or like, you have to go to this path because this is what our family traditionally does. Oh, this is the next step because we go to school. And then from there, this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm, I'm, I was actually, I've been talking to uh, actually a couple different parents <laughs> recently reached out uh, three of them actually um, with kids going to college. Uh, well, excuse me, we're about to, and they decided that they want to do something different, all different. One was in college and wanted to drop out. Two were about to go into college and they, we're like, hey, I think you would, um, you know, maybe have a good conversation with my son, you know, was one of the conversations. And I was like, um, you know, actually, two the, the, the ones going to college were both sons. Um, and then the third one in college was a son. Uh, interesting. <laughs> good, good, good for good for the parents, though, for being really open to the to the children and be like, what do you really want to do? And the point being is that um, they realize that 
yeah, I get that there's, you know, college and that there's all kinds of fun that can be had there. But like, I don't necessarily know if I even want to do that. I want to go do something else. And I don't know if I want the jobs that come from coming with college. I don't know if it even makes sense to me in this day and age that we live in. There are people we have the the tools and technology to do whatever we want, um, hopefully with respect. <laughs> so um, so we're living in a new paradigm and I don't want people to feel like, um, OK, you have to be a doctor or you have to have like, you know, all these credentials and these you know letters after your name. And then that says, OK, by the way, um, cool, you're, you know, you're the trusted person because I'll tell you this right now. Like I've um, I've dealt with uh, people in design uh, and technology that did not go to school. <sighs> don't even put it. Don't even put an MIT or up against them. And by the way, most of the MIT or people that I know, the MITs, like they, they dropped out. So like it's about their ability to do the work and are they in their lane and are they in their passion? Um, we cannot judge anybody, number one, but we certainly can't judge anybody by their title or whether they went to a school, whether they have an accreditation. If they love to do what they do and they're really in their mastery and they're really in their lane, you got to respect that. And in this day and age, you can really pretty much carve out any path that you want. Number six, can we normalize <laughs> spirituality? Sorry, let me, let me get my bearings straight for a second. Spirituality is a daily practice for the soul's journey and not a sage and smudge cacao drinking sex circle. This one, I really don't have to say much on um, because if you have access to Instagram, uh, <laughs> you know, listen, um, spirituality has a lot of different, it takes a lot of different forms. And uh, I was interviewed and asked about spirituality and I said, and it's, it's simplest form it's the relationship we have with our soul and um then it gets much deeper from there right and so yes i do think there are some really great um mantras and meditations and traditions and um you know just uh and music and you know drumming to ritual like all kinds of things that allow the person to tap in to um you know a, a higher self a higher consciousness but number one you don't want to have to rely on being somewhere to tap into yourself and into god and number two um well because of number one, it's always in you. It's about just sitting with yourself and seeing how miraculous you already are. And not necessarily in your human form, although yeah, you definitely give grace to that, but as to like how much bigger you are than what you're um, maybe physically representing. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, well, the reason why I said, you know, the way I compared it, you know, and it's to online and Instagram is because there's nothing wrong with a lot. Of, I think it's great that a lot of people are trying to help others, but really they're still trying to learn it themselves. And um, spirituality is just how can you tap in to create a greater connection between you and God, you and your soul, you and the amazing universe that we live in where like, you know, uh, the energy that you embody can actually transcend over time and do amazing things and um, that there's always more going on 
pay attention to the things you don't see, you know, and you can tap into that at any time. And so that's really where I was going with that because, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff online and, and most importantly, because some people have said, oh, well, if I don't do that, I guess like I won't be able to tap into that. Or they get a distorted view of like, oh, I guess that's really more of the ways to do it. And I don't do it that or or there becomes more resistance like, oh, well, I thought it was only through religion or I only thought it was through this, you know, type of uh, uh, medium or whatever it might be, you know, like a, you know, uh, or a community or whatever. It's really defined by you, but at, at its core, it's your connection. It's connection to yourself and connection to God and connection to your intuition. And if you can sit with yourself, and you should, in my opinion, you should, um, and for periods of time and get to know yourself, um, you will be able to expand. And there's a lot of really great tools. I think that there, if we're looking at tools, great. Um, but make sure that you feel like you can use them for practice, but eventually that you can tap into it at any time. Practice so you can tap into it yourself anytime you want. Number seven, can we normalize replacing his or her job, car, body, and home is with his or her mind, values, character, and heart is. Um, this goes back to the labels thing. I was taught and I witnessed within my own family, you know, let, let me back up. Whenever anything happened as a child, or as a teenager, especially, and like, let's say we get into an accident or something would happen or we, something would mess up or something would break. We would be so scared to tell our parents, you know, I'd be so scared to tell my mom and dad, like, Oh, you know, this happened. But it was interesting because I would tell them like, Oh, Hey, this broke. And they'd be like, are you okay? And I'm like, but, but this thing broke, like, you know, it's so expensive. And my mom would always say, are you okay? And she would say, things can be replaced. Things will be taken from you. Things will be given to you. Things will be earned. Things will be taken away. They're things. You cannot replace a life. And so how are you? How are you feeling in this moment? So there's that aspect of it, you know? And the point being is that at any point in time, a job, a car can go away. Your body can change and, you know, it can, um, uh, you know, you can have off days, off months, off years, and you can have really on years, you know, or you can run into some health issues or something, anything can happen. There's a lot of different things that can happen. What's their character like? How's their mind? What are their values? Right? Where's their heart at? Concurrently, you know, people with these um, characteristics in mind also tend to do very well too in life, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, if you're going for that whole physical real world, you know, appearance and material side of things, whatever. But what I'm saying is that if you focus more on the character side of things and less on the things, the physical things that, um, you know, often are very easy because they're displayed everywhere, um, you will tend to find better partners, friends, uh, colleagues, loved ones, right? Well, they're all loved ones, but um, you tend to know more so how the outcomes are going to be in your life and, um, you know, less kind of sideswiped later on if like, why didn't work out with this person or why didn't this job, you know, go the way I thought, you know, all these different things. Um, if you really focus on an individual's mind, their values, their character and the heart, 
you can't lose. You really can't lose. And by the way, this is also how you create boundaries. You know, I think, you know, some people, <laughs> you know, if you're willing to compromise and say, I want all these material things, but they're lacking on all those other things, how are they going to treat you? How are they going to respect you? It could be a crapshoot, you know. Um, but if you fa focus on the characteristics and the, the you know, the, the mindset and their heart, you tend to know how they're going to treat you. And you know that they're not, um, that they're going to work with you, that they're going to respect you and they're going to respect your boundaries. They're going to respect your opinion. They're going to respect that you're a person. They're going to respect a lot of things about you. And now you, you can move with this person. You can win life with this person. You can win championships with this person. You can win contracts with this person. You can win, you know, championships with this team, you know, everything, right? What's their character like? So I highly, highly urge you to play from that place. I said on my wall, a good person is worth more than things being used to define them. So there you go. Number eight, can we normalize dating that involves two individuals supporting each other's growth instead of self-sabotage and a fear of intimacy camouflage as independence? <laughs> I said... I wrote on my wall, I said, if you're single because you're building until a good match comes along, then great. If you're single because you're afraid of dealing with intimacy, insecurity, or having vulnerability without running from responsibility, then you're running from responsibility. I hate to tell you this, but I don't hate to tell you this. You will always be growing. You will always have moments where you have to be vulnerable, and you will always have moments where you have to share. Um, you know, supporting each other's growth is exactly that and the way you support someone's growth is you have to be into your growth because you know what it takes and it is not always easy and it's sometimes scary to look at your own shit and um but if you deal with yourself and you deal with the good side of yourself you deal with the bad side of yourself you deal with the sides you don't even know what to do with yet um you build confidence and um reliability reliance, sustainability, consistency, clarity. Of course, then you're able to probably more accurately support another's growth. And, uh, you know, I think all too often you see people who may potentially have that opportunity and they either self-sabotage it and run, you know, because they don't really want to deal with it, you know, find fault with another Right. Like, you know, you ever see that as like uh, maybe <laughs> you know, like somebody will, I, I'm thinking of like movies where we were like uh, uh, their toes were this or their <laughs> their pinky was that like don't self-sabotage a really good heart and soul just because um, maybe you might be challenged to be looking at yourself. And then also the fear of intimacy. Right. But you, you get this whole like, you know. Uh, uh, but it's camouflage as independence, right? Because basically, uh, like, oh no, I, I'm an, in, I'm, I'm doing everything on my own. I'm building on my own. I'm, I'm, I'm building. I'm empire, 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 and this and that. And like, first of all, good for doing the work, but you're also maybe missing part of the point. First of all, is that um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So. Even in your beautiful empire building, you're going to need a very, very good uh, running mate. So just food for thought on that. Um, and by the way, for anybody that's also listening, that's like, you know what? I, I don't know if I, I ever want a relationship. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. As long as you're building on yourself, 
and you're um, embodying the growth, good. That's way better because you never know. At least you'd be prepared if something ever changes your mind, right? So I want to put that out there because I don't want to advocate that people have to have relationships because that's also important because I think there's also a lot of pressure that people put on themselves for, for thinking that they have to have one or that they have to constantly play for one. No, you just have to play for your life and then you're prepared when beautiful things show up if and when you want those opportunities. More often than not, it happens that you have, you track those because you worked on your growth. So uh, number nine, can we normalize critical thinking, logic, and emotional intelligence as well as agreeing to disagree while still being open-minded and heart-centered? <laughs> so... Uh, I basically said critical thinking will solve all of our problems. When we critical think, what do I, just so we're clear what I mean by that. I said this earlier, be curious enough to explore the depths beyond the surface of which you are seeing. That is all. I think that's all I'm going to say about that, right? I think that gets right to the point. Just be curious to look further in all areas, all things and question, why might this be coming up? Just curious, like be curious because when you're curious, it also switches on your soul. By the way, you can also start to hear your soul right after that. And it's like, did I just hear something? Like, yeah, you probably did. You're, it's probably your intuition. When you're curious, your intuition turns on even faster. Just throwing that out at you. And number 10, can we normalize better content creation and consumption habits? <laughs> so, um, you know, let me expand a little bit on that uh, because um, it's funny. Sometimes I'm, I'm looking through Discover. You know, people ask me, like, especially with the stories, like, where do you find all this stuff? And I've got some, some of my own, some of my go-to accounts that I, I admire, um, some things I just find at random. And every now and then when I'm doing, you know, Discover on, on Insta or other platforms, it's interesting to see the content that is put out there. Um, number one, let me, I'll check myself on that, is that um, from a consumption standpoint, if I don't find anything that's really inspiring me over a certain period of time, I have to stop. I do these little spurts and I do them here and there throughout the day actually, like where I jump on, like I'm hoping I'm gonna find something, but if like, that's inspiring. But if I don't, I also stop, I shut it down because the flip side is that there is a lot of uh, info and inputs flying our way. You see everything from people saying, you know, really, I think, jacked up things, just from unhealed places, unhealed places. So you have unhealed places like in quotes, and then you also have like lifestyle driven stuff um, that, you know, maybe portrays um, uh, a body in a certain way or money in a certain way or living in a certain way. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you can't celebrate life, you know, because I, I know that that's come up. People said like, well, you know, is it okay to show a lifestyle? I'm like, I think it's perfectly fine. It's if you are w like, what's the intention behind the content? I should always say, you know, and then even then, there's deeper stuff going on in there because you, you could hear some people say like, you know, oh, I'm trying to show anything's possible. I'm like, but are you or are you trying to get validation? Like, are you trying to show them that anything's possible or are you trying to say, look what I did? I told you. I told you. I told you I was going to be something someday. Okay. Yeah. And now you won. Amazing. 
You don't, you never needed us to begin with to, to feel good. You just had to feel good yourself. So that's just one example. That's, but that's what I'm saying is that like, think about the intention about why we post. I know that this, this podcast episode is probably not going to drastically change, but you never know. Like, um, I, I like the idea. I like the thought and the idea that we could potentially rethink how we do content and how that content has a ripple effect, right? Because here's the other thing too, and I'm not going to use any names. I'm not going to use any specific celebrities, but I have one or two in mind where when you have, you know, 50, hundred million followers and you're having an experience around money or politics or health or anything. And you don't fully know all the details and you may have not, maybe you had some childhood traumas. Like I'm thinking of one around money and it's like, you know, and you could tell that this individual because they had such a rough start um, because this individual was very open about it. But like when you hear the music, we hear the, like the content, all this other stuff, you realize like, Oh wow. Like, this person may not have actually healed from like things with money. But the problem is, is that that's influence. 50 to 100 million people now end up, by the way, back to the very, like one of the very earlier posts in this that I mentioned, which is their identity is now making their triggered self a new movement. So think about that ripple effect. 50, 100 million people now getting that energy versus, hey, I don't know what's going on or I don't know about this or, hey, here's what I'm doing now and here's what I figured out with money or, hey, this and I'm really excited. Some things I've learned along the way, let me, let me share that with you versus a lot of other ways to say, to not say that. I won't, I just won't go on a tear. Um, and so that's the issue I, I feel with the content is that any number of eyes on it has the power to take that energy and push it into everybody else. What we're doing is we're commingling a lot of energies online, not thinking about how it's affecting. So of course there's a bubbling over point. Of course there's a tipping point. It's happening. How could you not feel the tipping point happening? It's been building for a while, but it's like, it's really commingling energies at this point. So that's why I say, A, be careful of how much you consume and of what you do consume. No one understand the uh, intentions behind the content. Also, you can monitor, you can, you can mute the things that you can support people. That's no problem in brands, but like maybe you mute and you create more of like a wall. Let's, I'm just using Instagram as it like where it's, architecture and music and art and technology like you know it's fun stuff that you that embodies the world you want to create you're just using a, a platform to inspire yourself versus compare or get a lot of extra energy that never belonged to you in the first place and now has become part of your identity so i want you to think about that um same as that last solo episode we're like right at like that 39 minute mark that's actually really weird um i really appreciate you guys listening to all of these uh, you know, and you can feel free to comment back on the wall if you want or DM me about these, but I thought we should normalize having conversations like this, um, because there's just a lot of stuff happening. And, um, I think if we can all have really good conversations and open discourse, we can start to really heal better, you know, and, um, be able to look at things 
on deeper levels than just what we're seeing them at the surface level. So with that, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in every single week. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews. Please continue to do so. Um, it genuinely helps spread the show, the message, the purpose, the mission. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Again, thank you. Uh, and for, I forget which episode number this is, but uh, I really love doing these solo episodes and I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, uh, reaching out and like letting me know like what you guys want to hear more topics on. And I'm going to be doing quite a few more. There was actually some really good ones that came up. Be sure to check out my Substack, mattgoddessman.substack.com. Go there. Go there. Please go there. No, don't, no, please. Just go there. I promise you. It's good. It's worth it. It's community. But there's going to be a lot more coming from that. But it's to have deeper conversations around um, just how to build on the Internet and in this world that we're living in so you can do more of what you love, right, at scale and, and within community. Um, and it also explores a lot of depths of different topics that I think you, I know you would find very helpful. So on that note for myself, Matt Gossman, the hustle sold separately, we're out.